0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mondo Minute Leadership Series. It's your host, Melissa. And as always, I'm super excited that you're here. This week, I have the pleasure of sitting down with sales manager at our DC office, Drew Middleditch, and we're gonna talk about how to lose a candidate in 10 days and what you can do to prevent it. So I think we can all speak from experience on the hiring side when you found the perfect candidate that's in budget, their culture at, and they have the expertise that you need. So you extend an offer and then they ghost you. Unfortunately, it's a common scenario for many hiring managers. So what system should you implement or refine to help you land the hire of your dreams? Drew's going to spill all the tea. So let's get into this week's episode. Drew, I am so excited for this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Really excited to chat as well.
0: Yeah, me as well. So like, I know that you've been here with Mondo for almost six years, which is incredible. What inspired you to start with our company and what has made you stay?
1: Yeah. Um, I love getting asked this question because it's something like you think about a lot when you stay at a company as long as I've been here. And really what inspired me to join Mondo, I was ready to take control of my life. So oh. I actually came to Mondo like a very roundabout way. I Graduated college. I was a history major. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with that. I got into like the nonprofit circle in DC. I thought I was going to change the world and instead realized it's a lot of people kind of sitting in the room talking about a problem. No one really taking action. Candidly, also like wasn't making the amount of money I wanted to make also to really kind of live the life I I knew I was capable of and wanted to achieve for myself. So that's really what kind of opened my eyes to Mondo. I'd never... Even I'd worked with a staffing firm once before to help with getting a job, but I never like considered myself, sa- never considered sales. I never considered recruiting as a career path. But what really attracted me to Mondo, I had, had a friend who worked here who basically just kept bugging me about it. And she was like, You would love to work here. You would love the culture. You would love what it's all about. You would love the opportunity. And that's what really got me in the door is like, Biz Mondo promised me that I could take control of my life financially, career wise, professionally, that I could actually grow in the way that I saw a lot of people around me, like people were climbing the partner track at like giant law firms or accounting firms and this and that. And I was ready to make a change and to be the change I wanted to see in my life. And then what's kept me here, It's it's been exactly that. It's like, I haven't found a ceiling yet. And every time I found a ceiling at Mondo, it's a company that really challenges me and forces me to grow. But that is like, to me, the best thing possible is I haven't gotten stagnant. And a lot of the times when I felt myself plateauing or I felt myself kind of like hitting a wall, Mondo's helped me to unlock that. And I've a lot of the times been the one who can, A, like find the door to get myself to the next level. And I'm also been the one who's like holding myself back. And so that's something I've really loved about being here is I've gained so much in terms of like my skills, my career, like obviously financially. and. Now as as a manager here, I'm really excited that I'm able to help others along that journey. That's something that is really motivating to me is like, how can I share what's gotten me here, what I've learned, and then help others kind of unlock things that might be holding them back and help them to achieve some of the same success that that we all want while we're all here.
0: Like sometimes our friends know like better for us than like, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that great that you're like, oh, you know what? I'll try it. I'm ready to take this next step. And you've just like charted this prolific, like almost six year career with us. And I know you're one of two sales managers that we have at the DC office. So I want to know, like, what does an average work week look like for you? It's like
1: the one thing about Mondo is like, and no two days are going to be alike. Every day is different. There's going to be a new problem, but like really not even a problem, like a new challenge every single day, every single moment. And with that, a new opportunity, like how can you make the most out of a situation or create success or achieve the results you want to achieve. But in my new role, like, so now I, I'm a newly a new sales manager with another sales manager here in DC. My job is really all about helping others to achieve their goals and helping them to unlock their potential. And that's what I think I'm really enjoying about this is like, I really get to help people achieve their goals. And like, like that's what Mondo is in the day. It's a lot of people who are very commonality minded that they're all after the same thing. They're all working towards the same goals. And we're all holding each other accountable on the journey of, of to seek growth, to seek financial freedom, to seek professional advancement and That's really my job as a manager is to help others along that path. Um, Every day is different, um, but that's the thing that I love the most about this job.
0: I love that too, the mentorship aspect, because sometimes I feel like, when you find that position and it's aligned for like that sweet spot of you can financially support yourself. The work is interesting and you feel like you've hit a level of growth. It's like always nice to be able to give back to that next generation of people coming into their career. And it sounds like you've definitely hit your stride in that. So you wrote this amazing blog post called how to lose a candidate in 10 days and how to change it. Like, I love when content is informative, but also has kind of like a little bit of a pop culture spin. So when I saw that article, I was like, I have to talk to Drew about it. So what really inspired you to delve deep into this topic for that post?
1: Yeah, um, I'm the same way. Like if I'm going to do something in life and at Mondo, like I want to be able to bring kind of like my own spin, my own self to it. Like that authenticity piece is really important to me. And I love that Mondo like allows me to express myself through my work. Um really kind of what inspired my, myself. I was like, okay, like I work in sales at a staffing firm. Like, what are all the things that I would just love for a people who hire to understand? Like, what's it like? You, everybody has like that thing. Like if I could just tell people these things and like help them understand, like, well, how could I do that? And then think to like, to the, the pop culture piece and like, how can I like use a little bit of humor? Like there's everything's so serious in life and in like hiring and everything. And like, there's a way to like kind of have fun with with everything in, in life if you can put your own spin on it. So that, that was kind of my two motivators. I'm like, how can I convey just some like things that are going to actually add value to hiring managers? Like everybody like is on the same goal. Like everybody wants to get talent in the door and to further their own goals and their company's career goals and then um do it in a way that's gonna um put a smile on someone's face.
0: Yeah. And I mean it was so straightforward and actionable and I actually want to dive into it. I will link in our podcast show notes for people who will want to read it but I would like to know maybe the top three reasons that companies lose out on a dream candidate. Cause I'm sure you've seen patterns.
1: Yeah, no. And I've been, um, on the sales side, Amanda, on the recruiting side, I've done both. So I've definitely seen a lot of things happen, like anything and everything can happen in hiring, but some of the trends that I see and like excited to kind of talk about later on, like maybe some of the actions you can take from that. But I think. The first thing that comes to mind, like when hiring, it even starts before you press play on your hiring strategy. And the thing that I see, like one thing I see that makes companies lose out is like a lack of internal alignment. So getting clear on like, what it is that you need, what do you you as the manager think you need for this role? What does your leadership need? What's going to achieve the highest ROI for the business? Um, Getting really clear on like what the core must-haves are like, where do we have flexibility aligning on your timeline, all these details where if you go, you think about like creating like a go-to-market strategy, if you're in marketing, or you think about creating like an SDLC life cycle, if you're in IT, and like a lot of those frameworks you use in your day-to-day can be applied to hiring. Um, and if you go to market with this clear strategy in mind, that really helps you to give a roadmap and set the clear expectations internally so that when the right person comes along, you're ready for them, you know what they look like, versus having to kind of figure it out as you go, like... You think about a lot of people these days, like everything's so hectic, like it was, it's hiring, it's not hiring, it's just a lot of lack of clarity. So the more clear you can get on the front end, just creates so much more of a framework to call back to. And that way you can also understand, like, how are we tracking here? like how are we maybe falling behind that way you can start to think about plan a plan b plan c so i think that's like the number one thing it's just like that clarity and alignment and also knowing where like what are your core must haves where can we flex if we have to where can't we flex if we have to because that kind of leads to like my my second thing i think a lot of the times People just kind of like are waiting for like that one perfect candidate. Like there's a lot of like different like recruiting buzz where like people call them like unicorns or like, yes, or stars, or or like or
0: but, rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god, like the rock star, like okay. But um <laughs> that like it, and I'm laughing because like it doesn't really exist. Like, and like I think there's so many like it's so subjective, like perfect, and like everybody has a different idea of what's perfect. And when you're waiting for that person, I think the thing that I always think about is like the one there's so many like different ways to view like resources in life. Like people talk about budgets and finance and headcount and like contracting labor and contingent workforce. But like the one thing we're all budgeted the same amount of in life is time. And when you think about it that way, like, how can I like align this hiring strategy to like saving time and like, what is a person that's going to work for this, um this role? And I think that's the biggest thing is like, when you shift your focus more towards like the person and less about kind of like this, arbitrary, like what does this ideal person look like? That's when you can think about like, okay, like is this person like instead of being like literally perfect, are they good enough to get me where I need to go? Is this someone that I'm gonna enjoy working with every single day? Um, and then I think the other biggest thing is like from a candidate experience, like if there's someone you like, just really taking fast actions, like following through, thinking how you can expedite, how can you make it work? And then also if someone's not it, like letting them know. I think that's the biggest thing is like there's a real problem in recruiting and hiring with like this, this ghosting culture and like lack of follow-through and like candidates, a lot of the times, like they're just kind of spraying and praying applications in response. And it's kind of this zero sum game. So I don't know, just like a little bit of humanity in your hiring process. And we're all just people at the end of the day, talking to other people. Um, and that's what Mondo is doing we're people talking to people, trying to connect them to other people. Um, so bringing a little bit of that humanity to this process and and really kind of trying to just find the person behind the resume, the person behind the skill set.
0: I love that you mentioned the humanity aspect, because I think you're like so spot on because I always say to people, it's like, think about if you were on the other side of the desk, like when you just want to know, like, hey, like I applied to this position, I've gone through a couple of interviews, I thought I did well, and then just ghosted, like, did I did I not do well, you know, you're just kind of left wondering, and I think just taking the time, whether whatever means that you have as that hiring manager to communicate with that candidate for them to either move on with peace of mind or to know that, hey, like we're still in the process of going through other candidates. These are maybe the next steps that are coming. It's just it's such a good look for companies. And I wish they did it more. That being said, I wanted to know, like from your experience, you know, what are maybe two or three strategies companies can employ to prevent themselves from losing a dream candidate. You touched on some of them being human in your hiring approach, having alignment, you know, also making sure that you're, you know, flexible about requirements, not in a way that maybe like misses out on hard skills or essentials, but just that you're not chasing and wasting your time for a unicorn or this like phantom perfect candidate that like you said, never really exists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And some other things that come to mind and like to like the candidate experience thing and like the clarity thing, when you have that alignment on the front end, it enables you to be so much clearer with the candidate because you have your framework already for what you think the next step should look like. I think that's the biggest strategy I would say is like really aligning your need to the business's need to your leadership's need prior. And then also really understanding kind of where you want to have flexibility if you need to, where you don't want to have flexibility And that's, I think, the biggest thing is also, like, it's always good to have a backup plan. Like, hiring is a very fickle process, and a lot of the times, especially when you're working with, like, HR or your talent acquisition team, like, it's kind of like a, hey, like, we posted it, like, fingers crossed, we'll let you know, and it's always good, like, whether that's a a staffing partner, whether that's, like, tapping into your own referral network, just having a plan B and, like, a fail-safe um or whether that's like looking at like contractors to get the work done while you're hiring a headcount role there's all these different solutions you can provide to achieve the need which is like you think about right now you don't want to have your team burning out you don't want to have a further attrition if that's something you're struggling with a lot of companies are seeing a lot of churn right now um and i think the biggest thing to like to kind of that unicorn piece where i see kind of a misalignment is a lot of companies get and hiring managers get really hung up on like specific, like very specific, like technical or like process oriented skill set pieces. And like sure, like if you need someone who focuses on Azure, like you shouldn't submit somebody who only works with Amazon, for instance. But within that framework, I think it's really staying open to like that that piece, like who is the right person? What are the right soft skills for your company? Cause I think that's the biggest thing is it's always better to have someone who's maybe a little bit weaker. Technically, and can be trained, but if they're the right person for the role and they are bought in and they're excited about your company and they're ready to give it 100%, like that is so much more important than having a candidate who checks every box on paper, but maybe they just aren't really trainable or they are used to doing it their own way and they're really kind of inflexible, or if they're not. That there's not a pleasure to be around. I think that's the biggest thing. Is like anybody is going to have like an element of adjustment to a new role, but the right person is going to be adaptable and it's going to be excited about that. And that I think is like 99 times out of 100 like more important than like finding someone who's like a a quote unquote like perfect dead ringer. And you think about when you realign that approach, like you can probably get someone a little bit faster. Yeah. Waiting for this person who's gonna check all your boxes and be a pleasure because that person's probably out there and they probably already have a job. They're probably happy because <laughs> because they're checking someone else's boxes off. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and there's like obviously so much more to say, but I think that's just like the, the three biggest things. I think just like having your strategy, having some backup plans, and then like really just focusing on on the person and who's it is it someone you wanna be with every single day.
0: Beautifully said. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Drew. You're the best. And thank you for all that you do on behalf of our team. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me and love the conversation.